0: Well, hello and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it may be that you, um, or whatever time it may be when you are hearing this message. God bless you today. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is episode 50 of Bible Bites. We've reached the 50 day mark. How about that? And we are going through the scriptures this year. And my reading today, I hope you are reading along with me following some type of Bible plan. My reading today is in Numbers chapter 18, 19, and 20. And so I'd like to comment on all three of these chapters briefly. Um, First, I'd like to point out in chapter 18 some neat things because chapter 18 is speaking about when God... um, separated again, he speaks of how he's separating Aaron and his sons and the Levites to do the, the work of the tabernacle of meeting, to do the work closest to him, the sanctuary to care for the holy things of God. And it's, it's neat because in this verse, you see that the people and their offering, their service are gifts from the Lord to the people of Israel and to the the land. As a matter of fact, in verse 6, we read that for for one place. Behold, I myself have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. They are a gift to you, given by the Lord, to do the work of the tabernacle of ministry. And then he goes down a little bit later and he says, I give your priesthood, To you as a gift for service. So, in here, he's talking about people and their talents and their gifts being a gift for service, for work. You know, I found that interesting uh, as I was reading it because I immediately, immediately thought of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11 says this: this is talking about Jesus, the one who descended, the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 10 says, then verse 11 says this: and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cutting craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. And then it goes on. So here in the New Testament, we see God giving people and giving talents. You can read, we've talked about it before in Romans 12 and in 1 Corinthians 12 and in 1 Corinthians 14 about gifts that he gives to people. So we see that people and their gifts are to be used in the service of the kingdom, in the service of God, in His work. And they are gifts to bless the the community and to bless the world with. Hallelujah. So you, beloved, have been given as a gift of God, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, so that you can bless Other people, you can bless your church, you can work in the service of the kingdom, and you can bless the world with what God has given you. The Lord wants us, he talks later in that chapter about offering to us the best, the very best we have. And so, beloved, I encourage you, you are given three things you are given time, you are given talents. And you are given treasures of some kind. Some of us may be um, more financially well-off than others. Uh, That doesn't matter completely, but whatever treasures you have, offer them to the Lord. Give Him your best. Give Him of your tithe. Give Him offerings, and He will bless you in return, and you will not lack. God gives you time Talents and treasures. And those are the things that He wants the best from you of. The best of your time. The best of your talents. The best of your treasures that you can offer to Him. And put those into the service of the King. Because you, beloved, are a gift from the Lord for the service of the Kingdom. And God Will reward your service. He promises that, and that day is coming for every one of us. It's called the bema seat judgment or the judgment seat of Christ, and we will be rewarded for the service that we offer to the Lord. So let's always offer Him our best. Hallelujah. Then in Numbers chapter nineteen, we talk, we see about, and read about the um, the red heifer. Oh, the red heifer offering. And you know, I, I wondered about that one time before, and I said, "Lord, I know that Jesus Christ has fulfilled all of the offerings of the Old Testament, but what is the red heifer all about? The heifer was a female um, um, cow, and <clears throat> and the offering was more. It was about the blood of the animal. Yes, the blood was, was important, but it was also about the ashes. The ashes of the red heifer became a portion of the purification offering. They would take the ashes from the red heifer and mix them with the running pure water from the pool of Siloam. And that made the waters of purification. That created the living water water hallelujah and so jesus is our red heifer offering he fulfilled that and the thing about it is it it talks about his burial it talks about his dead corpse his dead body and how it went into the ground and was buried. And um, he didn't suffer decay because he was raised from the dead. But his his dead corpse did go into the ground. It was buried. He did die. And those ashes from the red heifer mixed with that living water from the pool of Siloam became the water of purification. And he purifies us from our sins you can read that in places like Ephesians chapter 1 and other places that we have forgiveness of sins. He, John identified Him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Not only does He erase it from your record, it's removed, it's taken away, it's cast into the, the depths of the sea of forgetfulness. Hallelujah. So God is the one who purifies us through Jesus Christ. Excuse me for that. He purifies us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then in chapter 20, we read about the water from the rock, the waters of Meribah, and how they complained. And then Moses, he was told in chapter 20 to speak to the rock. And yet he did did again the same thing he had done before. He struck it. He struck it again twice. And because of that, Because of that one time of disobedience, Moses and Aaron were not permitted to enter the land. They were still saved. They were still blessed of the Lord, but they had to suffer a consequence for that choice. They made the wrong choice, and in their anger and their their aggravation with the people, they disobeyed the Lord. And not only did they disobey Him, but they dishonored Him. I want you to see this in chapter 20. Because this exact same concept is repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 51. And I want you to understand that the the fact that Moses was kept from entering the land, and Aaron died at Mount Hor uh, before going into the land, but the fact that Moses was kept out was also important because it was because of this episode. And I want you to see it was not just his disobedience, It was also related to his position of influence. If you read in chapter 20 here, verse 12 says this, Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. The same concept is repeated in Deuteronomy 32, verse 51. And and the, the thing here that God is making clear is that, Moses, when I told you to speak to that rock before all of the people of Israel, and you struck it instead of honoring me by speaking to it, you dishonored me, not only in di- <clears throat> in the fact that you disobeyed, but also in the fact that you did not hallow me. You did not give me that place of honor and reverence to be lifted high among the eyes of the people because of your position of influence. And so it was that degree of sin and disobedience. That degree because of his position of influence that caused the people then to lose a bit of reverence for exactly what God commanded by Moses' influence in disobedience there. And so so Moses had to suffer that consequence. Beloved, our God is to be hallowed. Our God is to be raised high. And when we obey Him thoroughly, exactly as He says... Whatever it is that he tells us to do, then we are hallowing him. The Bible speaks of how we will hallow him in righteousness. That's in the book of Isaiah, and we'll get there later when we get into the prophets. God bless you today. I encourage you today to obey the Lord, honor him, and and hallow his great name, and also to give him the best of your time, talents, and treasures, and know that he will reward you. And I thank. thank Thank God for the red heifer, for Jesus fulfilling that sacrifice for us, going into the ground and becoming that living water of purification that has purified us from all of our sins and redeemed us thoroughly. Blessed be you today. In Jesus' name, I ask God to bless you today. And may you be able to join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you.